27th Precinct bonus episode for The Empty Hours, which we discussed in the main podcast. It's made up of three short stories, The Empty Hours, Jay and Storm, originally published in magazines and released in 1962 in one volume. And here we are in the bonus episode, ready to discuss the varying covers of the different editions (laughs) of the books that we've got. Also varying. Oh, the the variation is entirely basically how much sun may have gone on our exactly (laughs) identical covers otherwise. Let's work that out. Your seems. That thumping sound is Steve measuring the books. Yeah. I think the, the uh, oh. sort of shiny gold bit on your copy is uh, looking less, very pristine there, Paul. It's tainted. Absolutely. Yeah, I, think, I think mine's in the worst nick there. I think that looks slightly more faded, that. <laughs> well, would you like to tell the nice ladies and gentlemen what the edition is that we're well, looking it's, at? Well, it's Pan, the Pan edition. Which. Uh, UK readers nine, will have lots of copies yeah, of the 1981 pan. What's the one? Yeah, it was made by Richard Clay what? in Bungay, Suffolk. Was it? What you? Oh yeah, no, so it is. Yeah, that is the man. Richard Clay, who the Chaucer Press, made this. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just him personally, all on his own. And I've never heard of Bungay, and I can't believe. Have it you exists. ever been to Suffolk? Uh, I have. I've been to Manningtree. In Suffolk. Say that like I'm supposed to know something about Manning Tree. Well, <laughs> a friend of mine's dad was the mayor of Manning Tree. Oh, well, there, well, there we have it. That was more than I expected to learn about Suffolk today. We went sailing with you. Manning Tree, yeah, it's, it's, it's the Essex yeah, I was say. end of uh, Suffolk. Oh, right. And I was in Essex on, on Monday, exactly. so up a hill. So, yes. Or at least a prow. Yeah, we've all got Burry St Edmunds is in Suffolk, isn't it? This... You know, the people who listen around the world will be absolutely riveted by this. So enthralled. Idea of Suffolk. Is Suffolk as flat as Norfolk? Yes. Fair enough. Essex um, is quite flat as well. Ipswich in Suffolk? Uh, Ipswich is, yeah. Ipswich will be the metropolis of Suffolk. <laughs> the gleaming metropolis. 99.9% of people in Suffolk will, uh, will live in Ipswich and the remaining... 0.1% live in Bungay and make books. Yeah, well, yeah, basically we've all got the same edition. That's the story we try to tell here. <laughs> and we haven't gone through forensically to find the differences, but the book itself is dedicated to Howard Melnick, uh, which McBain says is my brother-in-law, which at the time Howard Melnick was his brother-in-law. Mm-hmm. He was married to Anita Melnick. Really, there's not much to say about it. It's got a nice street scene on the front, which, where would you say that street scene was? You'd think it's New York, but it's got a look of Chicago. That looks. It's a nice bad. photograph by Colin Thomas, who did a lot mm. of these pan covers. I could quite easily believe could that's be Chicago. Chicago. I'm going to say Toronto. Oh, who yeah. knows? Do you know? I know exactly where it is. I, 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 it's, I, I say Chicago. It's about 365 West 36th Street in New York, nah. because I found it on Google Maps. Amazing. So today. dedication for you. How did you find that? Because there's a shop front in the front of the story, in front of the story, the front of the cover, well, Ted labelled Steel. Ted Steele. Ted Steele garment rails. And Ted Steele is still there. Good Even old though Ted. the company isn't based there now, it still has a storefront there. Oh, hell. well done, Ted. It's a long-standing that's, that's, business. That's amazing, Paul. Well, my research went by looking up Ted Steele, then him saying it was founded in the Garment District of New York, looking up the Garment District of New York and doing a bit of extra research, finding it, taking a picture on Google Maps, 
and I'll, I'll share a comparison for people online Brilliant. to know how much of an idiot I am that I would spend my time doing that. Remarkably. I, I'm, I'm remarkably, very glad that you are, because it's really fun. Remarkably not changed. <laughs> it's, yeah, well, a lot of the buildings on, on this are older buildings, I think. There's not been masses of stuff knocked down on this particular street by the looks of it. There's obviously a lot of development in the background. Probably already had its redevelopment by the time... Well, well yeah, yeah. By this, well, this was taken... Well, there you go. I, I would I say that that, that, that photo looking at the cars there is is seventies. I would say. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, a lot of redevelopment happened in New York, sort of post eighties, really, didn't it? But mm. apparently, this particular street, not so much. Yeah. So there you go. But that's the edition we've got, the pan edition. Whereas I've got some examples of the earlier editions. So if I show the gentleman the exhibit A, which Ooh. is top, is the TV Boardman edition, the first UK hardback. That's great. And the bottom one is the Simon and Schuster original hardback, which has got a really nice cutout mm. effect on the front cover. Nice graphic design. Yeah, th- th- those are both really cool, actually. Whereas the TV Boardman one seems to just be. The face of a woman as seen through a mat, the crook of a man's arm, which doesn't really bear any like resemblance. It doesn't anything. so much, but oh yeah, it is. I thought it was like a tattoo on the back of his thigh or something. <laughs> <laughs> Not thigh, his calf. Oh well, it, it doesn't it doesn't really bear much relation to the story, but it's a pretty cool illustration nonetheless. So those are the original uh, hard hard covers of the mm. UK and the U- US release Excellent. there. And the, uh, I think the first pocketbooks paperback was just a picture of some collapsing skis of someone falling off a ski lift. Mm-hmm. So they chose to go with the uh, storm content. The obvious highlight. <laughs> the obvious highlight, as it were, of the book. I think given that we've all got copies of the s- same edition, ah. yeah, his nose is fully in there in his own copy. <laughs> Okay, now he's going for Morgan's copy. Ooh, there's a definite difference there. <laughs> you have a go. <laughs> I've got a bad sense of smell, though. Yours definitely smells less. And oh, right. bit, you know, that, Mine that, smells that. less and has a more shiny cover. Yeah. <laughs> I think my, mine might be the mustiest, actually. Yeah, I think maybe. Has yours been stored anywhere particularly damp? Uh, well, you have to I, take it out of your bin, Morgan. <laughs> I couldn't say where it's been stored, really. Uh, previous it's that bin to, juice it's covered with. Prior to my ownership, it may have been stored somewhere particularly damp. They're fairly damp around sort of oh, these yeah, early pages. Yeah, there, that is that? that is a uh, book out of the collection of an amateur submariner. <laughs> if I've ever seen one. Well, there we go. I would there like to, um, on the subject of the TV Boardman edition, TV Boardman, who were the publishers of the, the first run of UK hardbacks, I would like to also show you gentlemen, and I will show you uh, on the Twitter and Instagrams, the Boardman Bloodhounds advert for this book in The Guardian from 1963, because I think you'll like the title of some of the other books that are being Ooh. advertised. Oh, I imagine you will. Like Look at this dog here. It's, it's a dog great. in a deer stalker smoking a pipe. I'm into these books. What do you reckon is the best out of that one? The, well, it's got to be The Girl <laughs> with the Sweet Plump Knees. No question. By Thomas B. Dewey. It's now my favourite book. I've never read it, but... What about dirt, Dirty Gertie, though? <laughs> I mean, that does sound good, too. It's not without its charms. We've got The Laughing Policeman by Eric Brunt, B- Bruton. 
Dirty Gertie by Henry Kane. Die a Little Every Day by Lawrence Fisher. Everyone's got a name almost like somebody famous, haven't they? He's not tried quite hard enough to write that next Bond novel, has he? (laughs) He's so close. Die a Little Every Day if you've got the time. Yeah, and then there's a, a bloodhound smoking a pipe wearing a hat, which uh, it's terrific. It's great. But if you've got a bloodhound, I recommend that's what you do. Give them a pipe and uh, put a hat on them, because that's what you want. Definitely. A bit like it, best in show. It'd be a shame not to make things like best in show. But yeah, The Girl with Sweet Plump Knees by Thomas B. Dewey. I presume that the sweetness and plumpness of her knees must have been something spectacular to inspire an entire book. Yeah, the um, volume one. <laughs> so presumably they're all crime books as well. Well, if they're bloodhound mysteries, yeah. I presume all the bloodhound ones were, were crime ones. Otherwise, why would this crime-detecting dog be involved? Quite, yeah. He's not going to waste his time on just no. someone writing four hundred pages about Perhaps someone's knees lovely did knees. Crimes while she was asleep. Perhaps they solved the crimes. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. One of her knees committed crimes, the other one solved them. <laughs> it's a wonderful thought. Is that not the plot of a goon show? I don't know. It's and Dirty good. Gertie burst out of the wardrobe halfway through and... Um, I'll be watching everything, you. Every, uh, everything went south. <laughs> south from the knees. Not far to go, is it, really? <laughs> One can only guess. We can only speculate, this is true. I mean, I've got a lot of research to do for these McBain books. I don't know how I can get sidetracked into an alleyway for the girl with the sweet plump needs, but there is something quite compelling about that title that makes me want to find out more. It's ungoogleable, that really, isn't it? Because all manner of stuff would come up. (laughs) Well, if you surround the entire phrase in, in speech marks, you might. Unless it's a very specific porny thing. Well, it, uh, yeah. Does that work, though, the speech marks? Yeah, it does. It searches for an exact phrase. Mm. Yeah. So I always used to use that, and then somebody told me that was total nonsense. Depends on the search yeah, engine, but for Google it should. Yeah, Unless Google's returning results it thinks you would like to have. Ah. That's a whole other thing I don't know anything about. Indeed. Mm. Uh, maybe someone out there's got a Thomas B. Dewey podcast and they'd like to <laughs> yeah. tell us about the girls. Tonight we're going to d- discuss his seventh novel, Dirty Gertie. Or, uh, <laughs> we're going to have a find podcast. That was, uh, someone over the king, wasn't it? <laughs> Henry Kane. That's the one. Hen- uh, well, it'd be nice if someone was doing a, bo- a TV Boardman Bloodhounds podcast. That would be cool. And the next episode that was going to come out was entirely... It was a, a three-part epic about the girl with the sweet, plump knees. I'd be so into that. You'd yeah. more chance of a Stan Boardman podcast. Uh, <laughs> podcast <laughs> Stan? Stan Boardman podcast. <laughs> I mean, I know we go on about a lot of British ephemera, but I don't think we need to subject the rest of the world to Stan Boardman no. just at the moment. If you're going to look at who Stan Boardman is, just don't bother. Yeah, don't blame me. I will actually show you, I have bought a couple of books recently. I've, I like to go book shopping, and I was down in London on the, the weekend, and I went to a couple of different bookshops I've not been to before. Uh, I was over in Greenwich to see a friend's art exhibition, in fact, at the Old Naval College. It was very good. So I went to a couple of different bookshops and I got a couple of books, one of which was, I can't remember which shop I got this from, actually I think this was one from up near King's Cross, which was a Lawrence Block called Hit List. Oh, is that the Kellerman one? I 
Well, you tell me. Um, I, I think so. So it's like, it's kind of a novel, but actually each chapter's an, an individual short story about his, his hitman. Uh, is it Keller? Man? Keller, yeah. Keller, rather, maybe. I've, I've, I've read a couple of them in the collected short stories because he put a few in. He was like, well, they're kind of a novel, but they, they all work on their own, and they do. Mm. Um, yeah, so those, those are really cool. You'll enjoy them. And I got The Hot Rock by Donald E. Westley. I really want to read this. I've never read it or seen the film, but I'd, I'd, I'd like to uh, experience both So, uh, yes, I, I put a thing on uh, Instagram, and, and someone said that uh, the film was very good. Mm. And yeah, so got, I would like to see it. Robert I've, Redford, got a, I've, got a, um, I've got a few uh, Don Lee Westlakes that I've not read the, by uh, himself, but I've not got this one. I've only read a couple of the later Dortmunder novels, but they're great. Rex Stout says it's a wonderful book, so that's a ringing, ringing endorsement right there. Yeah, I love the front cover of this edition of the book because it's not a film tie-in edition by any no. means, but it has got a photograph of, what, five men on the front. Yeah, just a heist crew, yeah. generic heist crew. Oh, it, it, sounded, it sounded a bit Parker-like, this. The word caper is involved in that, the that's description. It, like, they're kind of like the, the other side of the Parker coin. It's like just comedy heists rather than sort of deadly serious heists that end up in horrific bloodshed. Uh, they're really fun, so I'd, I'd recommend the uh, Dortmund novels of uh, Donald E. Westlake to any any of our listeners. I think you said to me that the film of this book was the inspiration for the Slater-Kinney album title, Absolutely, Rock, which yeah. is a, a phenomenal album. It's a phenomenal album. Yeah, I think they'd just actually met Robert Redford shortly before because they contributed a song to the soundtrack of The Horse Whisperer, oh, right. which he'd been directing, and I think... As a result of that, they'd got into some of his old movies, seen The Hot Rock and gone, ah, there's the title. I watched All the President's Men recently with Robert Redford in it. He executive producer starred in it. And it's, oh, he looks so cool in it. Oh, I just wish I could wear that beige suit. Oh, I get on. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, there's some great looks in that. Yeah, it's, it's very much a period piece, but it's not bad. It's like, oh, that would look cool. That's what I think, anyway. It's just me clinging on to blonde, uh, blonde stars. And who knew Clement Freud was in the film as well? Yeah, if you've not seen uh, the cover as I've posted it on our Instagram, go and have a look. It's a, a hell of a selection of middle-aged white men with guns, and one of whom sat like Christine Keeler backwards on a chair. <laughs> anyway, during the course of looking at that, Steve-O handed me his phone to show me that Henry Kane, who was the author of Dirty Gertie... I've not read this, I just saw it Thornton's ...was a crime writer who worked with the Scott Meredith Agency, as Lawrence Block did, as Ed McBain did, and the article, in fact, is written by Lawrence Block called Remembering Henry Kane. Terrific. So, clearly, the uh, Boardman bloodhounds were drawing from the same well for a lot of these things. Mm -hmm. So maybe we'll find out that Thomas B. Dewey was, like, McBain's best friend. It's probably going to turn out all these are amazing and we've just been taking the piss out of books that are just totally great. I know. It's a book called Armchair in Hell. That's a place for you to Hang by your neck. I I really need to read. Until you are dead. Really, really need to read all of these books right Death now. Death is the last lover. Oh. Death is the last lover. These are good titles. Yeah, they are. They're terrific. Oh if, my god! If, if any emo bands are listening, please feel free to take Death is the Last Lover. Yeah. You'll enjoy that. Nineteen forty-seven is Peter Chambers' novels. 
You can't argue with the solidness of oh those my. as names. Oh, yeah. my God. So Dirty Gertie seems a bit stand out. In it, well, it Dirty, does really, yeah. Dirty Gertie is in his standalone novel, so not ah, a okay. Peter Chambers. Two must die. Decision. A kind of rape. The violator. Good Jeez. The Tripoli documents. Perhaps that was like a spy spin kind of a political thriller. Edge yeah. of Panic. You're listening to a podcast of Steve-O reading Henry Kane novel titles. <laughs> Laughter came screaming. Imagine. Laughter came... That sounds screaming like... came laughing. <laughs> Run for doom. <laughs> Run away from doom, surely. This, yeah. this, was a, this, this was a guy who could get... Oh, 1955, too French and too deadly. <laughs> That's one title. <laughs> too French <laughs> Sorry, that was too much. Stabbed by a baguette. <laughs> 1962, Death of a Dastard. Ooh. I like dastard. That's a good use of the word no, dastard. Never give a millionaire an even break. Nobody loves a loser. That sounds a Parker. I hope you're all enjoying this, everyone, because I've been here for some time. <laughs> Don't go away dead. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the third bonus episode from <laughs> Kill for the Millions. Oh, blimey. One of his Inspector McGregor novels, he only wrote three. The last one last one was Laughter in the Ale House. Oh, very nice. That sounds fun. <laughs> they actually do sound like really intriguing and interesting titles. Yeah, I think we'd enjoy those. That might be a name worth uh, keeping your eyes open for when you're doing your bookshop trawling. Well, yep. if we do a a, a spin off in future uh, of we've all to read something of an author we'd never ever read, then we could try and get hold of yeah. some Henry and again, Cains and what. Everyone who's listening, if you if you've read any Henry Kane or any of the the ones that we've mentioned, especially ones that feature sweet plump knees, yes, do let us know about it because we are quite willing to be educated on these matters. Yeah. And we like knees. Well, we're actually big, just... Big fan of crime knees, big fan of crime prevention knees. Definitely fascinated by all of these things, so... Well, there you go, then. That's... All of knees things. <laughs> oh, dear me. <laughs> we went there. We went there in the end. Oh, why did we go there? Oh, oh. It's been a very warm day today. Clearly, everyone's gone a bit soft. <laughs> Right, well, I've got nothing else to say. I've, I've, I've genuinely run out of things to say on this. So it was quite a long main podcast, and we've discussed our one copy that we've got three, or one edition that we've got three copies of between us of this book, and we've uh, not had any particular submissions about this story. And I don't feel that the audience deserves the agony of going through any more details about Carry On Cruising. No. no. Look it up for yourselves. Maybe we could end with me reading out a few more titles and just fade out. It could be like a... Why don't you just make some up? Well, I can't. Death is yesterday's nightman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, of course we can, yeah. Stalking round the corners. Oh, I like that. 
I like that. Yeah, That's yeah. very good. I like the do like stalking around the corners. <laughs> <laughs> Running from tomorrow's nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> they do yeah. sound like he just yeah, picked yeah. sort of a, 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 death a, a, came through the letterbox. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's very. That's like a Poirot that's short a, story. She never knew he'd been there before. Oh, that's very enigmatic. I like that very yeah. much. Wasp. <laughs> yeah. With an exclamation mark. Tumbling <laughs> into tomorrow. <laughs> I think the the, yeah, the the addition of a time-based element yeah, to it is, yeah. what, did it happen? Will it happen? What's going to happen? A window <laughs> is just the doorway to a nightmare. I'm stuffed now. I'm, uh, that's it. The improv's run out. Sorry, everyone. Make up your own titles um, uh, for your own fun. Uh, and also post them on Twitter, because yes, I'll do. be very amused by them. I might have thought of some by the time I get back to Twitter as well, but uh, I, I was just laughing well, too I much. Well, I do like... I, on the podcast I did with Adam about the Star Trek episode, I did challenge him to come up with a, a single-word crime story to sort of reflect that period of McBain where the titles were ice, yeah. you know, heat, lightning, bread, all that stuff. What's the best one-word thing you can come up with for a title for a crime novel? And it's quite a good challenge. So, Steve-O? Well, I was going to say similar to that, though, is um, spy novels, a bit like uh, the, the Robert Ludlum ones. Yeah. They always have three words. Okay. And so, like, the Bourne Identity or the, the Osterman Weekend or the Scarecrow Conundrum or the, <laughs> Scarecrow conundrum. Or the, the Pavement Walker <laughs> Belief or the... There's a hyphen in there somewhere. Yeah, well, yeah. Four words, that one. The Holcroft Covenant, or the, the yeah, Kettle well, Mischief. <laughs> always got three words. Well, that's it, so it, it, it's... The Tabletop, another hyphen. The Tabletop dismissal. Divide. Oh, 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 oh. D words there. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's true, there is a rhythm to these things, isn't there? And there's an expectation as well, which is why those sort of bold, sort of 80s ones are all like ice. Yeah. And the one that Adam finally came up with after looking around the room and we narrowed it down was just the word dart, which you can you can have all sorts of things yeah, spun yeah, off yeah. from that, can't you? Yeah. But it's, it's quite a challenge. The Belgrade dart. Yeah. It could be all sorts. The Albanian exchange. <laughs> See, perfect. Yeah. So we've not written any books, anyone, but if you want any titles, we've got quite a list. Yep. And we're willing to work through the night to find the title you need. Yeah. yeah. Oh, turn those out. Yeah. I've written a spy novel. It's set in Czechoslovakia and it involves um, counterfeit paintings. So you could have the uh, the the Bruno masterpiece, <laughs> couldn't you? Yeah. Or right, I've written a spy novel. It's set in. The Voltava mimicry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, you see. Yeah. It's easy, isn't it? But there you go. Got a reference know. to a river and uh, the composer Smetana there. Nice. Well, have fun with these games, everyone, and perhaps write the books as well. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna stop now because otherwise we will be here forever. Absolutely. Carry on dreaming your dreams. The Belgian Potter. That's a biopic about Melvin Bragg. <laughs> there we go. One of the thi- 
if there's, someone's going to start a bingo card for Heart the 87th Precinct podcast soon, it's going to be Carry On Films, Melvin Bragg, and goodness knows what else. I, I lose track of what I actually talk about most of the time. Uh, and henceforth, Dirty Gertie. Yeah. Dirty Gertie, definitely. And Plum Knees. Plum Knees. Yeah. If you know about any of these things, do let us know. But otherwise, I am genuinely now going to say goodnight and leave goodbyes to these gentlemen as well. Uh, goodbye. The uh, <laughs> the uh, finish of war. Goodbye. <laughs>